long as you know what you want, know what you're doing, uh, you get over it. And climate change is like a, a marriage. We, we are married to, to our well-being on the planet and we can't afford to let wars get in the way. They will be battles and wars that cause, you know, all kinds of disruptions that will cause you to sleep with the dog for a couple of weeks on the sofa and all, <laughs> all of these analogies with marriage or um, cliches. Uh, but you, you see what I'm saying? It's, I think this is the kind of language that maybe we need, as optimists, we need to carry on using. It's the bigger picture is always going to be climate. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. I just need to I, remind people about that. I agree. I agree with you. But I, on the other hand, you know, it's like, I think maybe it's a, it's a rude awakening. And how many, you know, people have to really realize the, the urgency of this. And maybe that's what they're yeah. trying to do with this. Maybe not the best way to do it, you're right? Language is always important. But how do you trust people that you keep saying, we've been saying this for I don't know how many years and, and the world doesn't move. It doesn't, you know, yeah. the world, our country doesn't. So I think maybe yeah. that's the intent there to just get people realize that, hey, you know, you keep this up, it's going to be really pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know what else. The only bright spot from this horrible Russian invasion is it's going to force Europe to wean itself off gas far faster than it had planned to. So, yeah, good point. But that's yeah. still going to take, you know, two decades. But good point. On the end, uh, did you did you all read about the MIT how they're trying to get very close? They're getting very close to breakthrough in, in fusion energy. This was about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And it's, uh, you know, as we all know, fusion is, is uh, you know, certainly cleaner. It has more, more power. And, and I guess what I got out of that, my biggest take is, is that, you know, science is, is kind of moving in right directions also. I mean, the more electric cars now in the US. I mean, so, but nobody's facilitating this, you know? It's like, nobody's really saying, hey, the, the, the science is there. I mean, we talked about this before, right? The science is there. Yeah. I mean, if, if, we, if we can see some kind of hope is that, um, scientists are definitely working on this, and if they they had more incentive and they had more support, we can we can accelerate that. But then, you know. We, so here's a question for you I guys: Do you think that the 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 climate action companies, of which there are many and growing, B companies, climate technology sector, mm -hmm. do you think mm -hmm. they have trouble communicating what they're doing to the rest of the world? I mean, I, it's just a question because I'm looking to transition into climate as a full-time career choice, and I'm not sure how to get hold of it, you know, from a, from, a, from a career perspective. And I'm thinking of communications, and I'm thinking who would be clients if I set up a consultancy or something, who would be my clients? And someone said to me that uh, a lot of climate companies have trouble communicating, as do universities and academics. Mm. Could this well, be there's a, a uh, there's a professor, uh, JL was a professor um, uh, for a big university system. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's one thing to know rhetoric, you know, and I'm using, I'm using that in the, in the classical sense, you know, how do you persuade people? How do you go, hey, which, you know, the modern language is really messaging, you know, I mean, the messaging is terrible. It's just terrible. And sometimes they're, they're and early on, we mentioned this, you know, how, how sometimes we tend to just think that everybody sees the world the same way and thinks the same way and even speaks the same way. And you have to 
you have to speak it in a way that that's more accessible and make the science um, approachable, you know, and, and understand, yep. you know, how do you simplify, which is really teaching, isn't it? Those are, there are teachers, we know that 90, probably 80% of what we, you know, what we know, we, we can't completely use in our classrooms because some of the students are not going to, to be there. You know, you got to meet yeah. them where they are. They're, they're certainly not. Right. So, so yet we have to try to get them to understand these very difficult principles. And how do we do that and still in a way, in a language that they can understand? It's the same way. I mean, if you have a company that is, you know, in, in, in sort of a green friendly environmental business and, and you, you know that the product you, you can work and also sell because you know we live in a capitalist world and you have to sell it how it how how is that going to be and then it has it's a good for everyone how do you how do you have people listen to you and invest in, in you right. and, and say well ultimately you know investors just want to make money and they might be they might understand that this is also very important but they you know if they're going to give you money they're going to what's the return on it and all that stuff how do you get yeah, them yeah, to yeah. understand the marketing part of it and and the profit making part of it which is, it's a reality too, right? Because you just want to get it out there and say, if we can just use this car or if we can use this product or this whatever, how do we, how do we get it in the hands of people? Um, also to, to make them understand that by buying this product, you know, first of all, it's a good product, but at the same time, it also helps, it helps the environment. It's, it's a challenge, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's but, yeah. an analogous situation uh, like big pharmaceutical companies have the same kind of difficulty, I think, communicating. You know, they're big pharma, they're, they're out for profit. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I think there's an analogous communicative situation, uh, like with climate companies, we're doing some amazing things. We don't, it, don't, it doesn't get filtered down to us. And big pharma, I think, I think uh, does some things that we just don't know about or don't hear about or don't want to know about. And it's funny because I, I interviewed a, a pharmaceutical lawyer uh, the other day. Uh, uh, he's a sixth generation pharmacist, became a lawyer, an interesting, uh, interesting. We wound up, uh, we wound up talking uh, not only about uh, pharmaceutical law, but we talked about Rudyard Kipling. I'm saying that to Neil, you know, you know British and blah, blah. And we talked about Rudyard Kipling and, and it's a whole bunch of different things. And, and I wanted, I had wanted, uh, and it was an improv chat, so there was no, you know, kind of script, but I had, I had wanted to kind of talk about the disconnect between big pharma, because I, I, I know they do some good things uh, and, and you know, there's a knee jerk reaction on my part and maybe the public's part that big farmers, you know, it's all big money. But uh, I, I see things on TV like this morning, they had an ad for some kind of an orphan drug. Now an orphan drug is, is something that, that many, um, it, it's rare, they, it, it's a drug that's made for rare conditions. So they have to go through the expensive process of, of, of research and manufacture and development and the whole thing, but it only really works for a few people because it's it's a strain, it's an it's a rare. So, but to, to answer your question, Alan, I'm not an expert, but I think there is a disconnect 
with a big disconnect and not enough, not enough information gets down. And I'm not sure not enough information gets to the right people, i.e., uh, uh, you know, the 20 Gen Zs are invited to come here. And yes, they're all busy and half of them are in school and all this other stuff, but it, it, the, the urgency uh, is not getting down uh, to, to the levels of people who really should take the reins. My the reason I mention it, Calvin, is because we're here to discuss what could be a, an interesting discussion for a recording to share. Right, that's the yes, purpose of this call. Exactly. What one one of the things that could be is communicating climate. You know this this like that. this balance between communicating the urgency and the gravity, but in a way that doesn't cause people to bury their heads in the sand. You know that's really the fine knife edge here. Could that be a subject for a panel to discuss with the right? people invited what do you guys think i think it's i think it's central to 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 what we would like to do mm. because we're sort of we want to educate people right that was one of our main our main objectives and yeah i, I think that maybe we should talk a little bit more about that. how do we get the message out in a way that is understood you know understood by you know the population out there. I mean, that's 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 the key because I think really people don't know, and they also have the sense, oh, it's not a big deal, you know. Really, I mean, how many of those people read that that report? I, I doubt. I doubt it. And, and I that, doubt it too. That would have been, a, a, you know, let's say if we had sort of a an ad aid, because I can't think of a better word, but sort of a public ad kind of uh, company or something, just somebody dealing with this, just just sending messages out, you know, that's that would be something that would be nonprofit. And just, I don't know, maybe it does exist, I don't know. But if they are, they're not doing a good job. But, you know, like just the goal is just and the objectives, the main objective of that is just to basically put ads and social media out there constantly, continually with messaging about uh, climate change because it has to be, it can be sporadic. It has to be constant. It has to be continual uh, getting messages out there and especially social media because as we don't know, you know. I mean, I, I think I think Gavin's right. You know, we gotta we gotta just break TikTok. <laughs> we have to try to get through TikTok and all these different platforms, uh, some way to get the message out. Because after a while, people start okay. Another one of these ads. Oh, but you know, again, not. I'm gonna just pass on this. I'm gonna listen to this because it's, it's engaging, right? That that might be uh, this crowdfunding all the time for all kinds of things. Why can't there be a crowdfunding for that? You know, just just a, a publicity kind of agency, whatever, just dealing with that issue, right, to get it out there. Yeah, I, I used to think that people just needed to know the facts, and if they understood climate change, they would then act on it, but clearly that's not working. That's, that's kind of the foundations, but it's not enough. So my latest mantra kind of aligns with Alan's is that we need to give out positive action messages. So... Um, Calvin, you read my blog on climate optimism. It's all about the actions in climate change are all good for multiple reasons. Um, so gas is a very topical example just now with Russia. You know, mm. weaning ourselves off dependence on gas is good for the climate. It's safer in our homes because you're not combusting 
a material in your home so there's no gas explosions yeah. and there's no release of methane into the atmosphere from leaks. Um, you can generate your power from local solar and wind so you're not dependent on importing it from the Middle East or Russia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's multiple benefits to moving to heat pumps, for example. And it's the same with most climate actions. There's multiple benefits. So, you know, even if people aren't bought into the climate story, a lot of the things we should be advocating, we should be advocating for a number of reasons. Mm. And I think that's hopefully a more powerful message. So some sort of discussion around that. Yeah, I'd Mm -hmm. buy into that. I like that. I think that's great. I like that. The co-benefits, the co-benefits, because that may may reach people's psyche if they start thinking is good for your health. Uh, um, you know, we've seen what happened with COVID, right? Uh, we never, I've never seen planetary cl- behavior change so quickly uh, as what happened with COVID. Uh, you know, the masks and social distancing, and uh, generally speaking, across the whole globe, I know that it wasn't perfect, and many people didn't adhere. But the point is, generally speaking, there were policies put into place, and people did it because they were all terrified of dying. You know. So bringing the co-benefits, I think I agree with Neil, that would be a really good way of talking about communicating climate, wouldn't it? Because it has to have that. I was talking to Calvin before about, you know, we, we call ourselves climate optimists, but what does that really mean? You know, there's the danger um, of being interpreted as an optimist as saying everything's fine. And and that's not what we're saying here. It's, everything is not fine at all. But you know, so it's 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 transmitting this message that everything isn't fine. But you know what? We can't afford to just go in and wail about it. We have to have action. And guess what? These actions have co-benefits: your health, your yes. economy, your your right, all the things that matter to you, like your your wallet, your bank account. You know. And your health, your kids' health, all these things. One of the best examples is that a low-carbon diet tends to be a healthy diet. Yeah. So right. you can sell it as low-carbon and cheaper you can sell it as healthy, mm-hmm. potentially cheaper. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, I I stopped. Uh, I stopped in 1975 uh, because uh, of environment. I think I've mentioned this to you guys. I, I stopped in 1975 uh, uh, eating anything with four legs. That so I was you know I was a I was a younger person back then, but I knew that that cows grazed on the grass that was that was watered and and we probably used more water to to water the grass, to feed the cows to get to McDonald's, you know. Uh, and I I was astute enough and I cared enough. Um, and I loved, uh, up to that point, I loved meat and I loved hamburgers and hot dogs. And I grew up to that, but I said to myself, I got to draw a line in the sand. So that was 1975. Uh, so I haven't, uh, it's been, f- um, 47 years. I haven't consumed anything with four legs. So what does that mean? It means that's why you're doing what you do. That's why you look like you do now, and exactly you've got the energy of a fifteen-year-old. Exactly, 
it, it, it's because I'm walking around right now with zero coronary artery plaque. Exactly. And I say it all the time. It, it, uh, uh, yeah. you know, it's um, this thing up here uh, between my two shoulders is working really fine because the blood is flowing and it's not being obstructed by mm -hmm. plaque and cholesterol. Mm -hmm. And and so the so working with the environment, caring about the environment means uh, I'm a pretty healthy guy. So you know there's there's a there's a marriage there. Uh, I, I um, uh, when we're listening to the co-benefits, uh, I, I we were talking about COVID, how it it, it brought the world together, and, and I also looked at I, I look at George Floyd, and and the reaction the societal reaction to that and how it spread clear across the world and how quickly change was became more meaningful and, and was affected. So um, so back to you, Alan, and, 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 and I think this is a great topic and we should do this, uh, is the, the whole world of communication, uh, climate yeah. communication, uh, ain't working. One of the things I'm I'm gonna do when I do any of our communications, when and I put climate optimist, I'm gonna put in parentheses, everything is not fine. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna do that. So listen, for this, if we do a panel discussion on this subject, it would be really good to have at least one person from Gen. Gen I know. I got to work on Z, that. Because otherwise, we're just a bunch of old fogies. Correct. Talking, you know? Speak mm -hmm. for I, yourself. We... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe. All right. I, I will not include you, Neil. <laughs> I'm probably older than you, Alan. <laughs> probably. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think someone from generation uh z or z would be would bring a, an element of relevance correct and and mm -hmm. i gotta out of that let me work on that uh i'm gonna work on that so i guess we're agreed that um our next panel will be talking about the world of communication and climate you know what's interesting uh uh in every in every communication I do when I'm promoting my channel, which in some cases does not have to do with uh, climate. Uh, I mean, I'm interviewing all the people I interview. At the very end of all my promo pieces, if you ever look on, on LinkedIn, for example, uh, I have all the information about the people, the person or the, yeah. the different people that I interview. And then there's a whole chunk yeah. of climate information at the bottom. Yeah. And and that is standard operating procedure for me. I mean, I just yep. put it in there and I take some of the headlines that Gaetano brings uh, and sends me and I throw that all in there. It's a, to me, it's just a process of putting yep. that in. Do I, I think many people actually see that? No. Because that's... You're laying the table. You're laying yeah, the table, you know? I put it out there. Uh, uh, and, and I'm just a great believer. The, the more stuff you throw on a wall, the better it is. And, yeah. And we have listen, for, for this subject, I mean, I, I agree that this subject would be great to talk about. Wouldn't it be great if you could get amongst your vast network, Calvin, of people interviewed and others, 
Do you have anyone who's in communications professionally? You know, because I don't, I'm not a professional communicator. I do it, you know, using sixth sense, really, and whatever abilities I have. I mean, wouldn't it be great to have someone who works in the media? I mean, as an inv- as a guest on the show, maybe? Well, like how, um, you know, um, would, would that be a good idea? Yeah, that would be a great idea. Somebody up there in, in the media Can world. Can you find someone? Do you have anyone? Or a psychologist? I, I, I have to see if... It... Or, or a psychologist also? Maybe. Well, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to be talking, uh, well, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking uh, to an environmental professor at Rutgers. Uh, we just got hooked up. Um, uh, I do have a niece uh, who's, I think I mentioned to you all, who's the global head of experiential and cultural marketing of Twitter. That's about as high up as you can that get. Sounds, sounds quite good. Yeah, that is sounds quite good. good. Sounds good. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I have to, uh, you know, she's um, she's a millennial. Uh, and, and, of course, she's got to go through all the kinds of red tape. Uh, uh, if she'll do this, uh, I have to kind of twist her arm a little bit. She's a very busy young woman. She's all over the place. But uh, she would be great for this. And I'm going to begin my dialogue with her to see if she would do this and give us an hour to talk about mm-hmm. the environment. Uh, it's right. all positivity. So I'll work on that. Um, uh, Even if she gives us 10 minutes, Calvin, I know. Enough. You know what I mean? Whatever yep. she can do. Yep. Doesn't have to be an hour. Could be because guests can come in and out, you know, like they have on these talk shows. Correct. So I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to go in, into my uh, head files and, and see uh, other media people that I could bring into this. Uh, we've got some low level people in our group. Uh, uh, one, one who works, I think, at NBC, uh, you know, like a little above an intern. So, but I'm, I'm going to work on that. So this panel is going to be a little bit of a process uh yeah. and, and probably you know at some point in april uh the, the reality yeah probably is, yep the reality yeah. uh i'll start communicating to everybody what we're doing uh i'm yeah. actually i'm actually going to take this with your blessings and put this up on on my channel as uh, a planning strategy session for communication uh, uh of climate information etc so I, I started to record this early on. Uh, I mean, and we'll just throw it up there and you guys can throw it up there because it's been, this has been positive. We didn't say any bad words, you know? Um, so it's, um, you were not going to get censored. You know, it's funny. I, I tried to invade TikTok. Uh, I, I have this. Uh, so uh, I tried to invade TikTok the other day. I never have. And, and, and I, I'm on TikTok. So I, I took a video of a young, uh, of, of a young Gen Z. Uh, she's 22 years old. Name's Amy. Uh, she wrote a best-selling book. Um, um, and Gaetano was putting uh, a thing as reels. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, Gaetano can't materialize, but he's here. Um, but anyway, uh, so 
uh, Amy is, is, is she's an amazing young woman. She she wrote a book, uh, best-selling New York Times, and a book of essays. She's 22 years old. And her thing is she almost died from anorexia. And she was about three hours away from dying. And, and they got to her medically and they took her out of school. She was at NYU. Uh, and and, and um, took her, uh, put her, uh, they put her in rehab for a year, but she's just a fabulously interesting young woman, pure Gen Z. Uh, so anyway, I interviewed her. It was a great interview. It got a lot of views. Uh, uh, and, and I have the ability now to make a clip. I've learned how to do this. I crossed over all generational boundaries. Um, <laughs> and, and I had a, a college kid come in here and spend three hours, and he taught me how to make a clip. So I made a 20-second clip. Uh, of Amy's right. uh, interview, and I threw it. That was my first real attempt. Watch the, the, this is actually a comedy thing, you know, for the Jimmy Fallon show. Uh, so I took this 20 second clip with the appropriate caption, uh, uh, and I put it up uh, on a TikTok, and I got it up there. Uh, but one minor mistake I made I didn't necessarily read the community standards. <laughs> you can't use the word anorexia. It's a bad word. Oh, really? Honest to God. So uh, I described I described the interview as she talks about her anorexia. And, and I got banned on TikTok <laughs> for that. With a warning, if I do it again, I'm banned for life. So my, <laughs> one, attempt, my one attempt, I was so happy I... It was a perfect 20 second clip and and i put it in in uh i put it in the caption anorexia and and i violated the community ridiculous. how are you supposed to know that 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 particular rubbish that's you see the rubbish that's on tiktok most correct and you know, here i am putting a video that could help young people wow yeah oh, that's ridiculous yeah it is it's probably is oh, a trigger wow. That's what it is, right? It's a trigger for some, maybe for some. Mm. Yeah, it's just a bad wow. word. Um, so I read the community standards uh, after, you know, post mortem. I, I read it and I found out why I was in violation. Post mortem. <laughs> well, what was what was I'm I'm, I'm always interested in language. What was the phrasing that they referred you to? To not use that word. I mean, words they actually that some way you can't use the word anorexia, or, or it was something. Yeah, because it it it's uh, it, it may spur young people to become I don't know to become anorexic. It may raise their consciousness to anorexia and 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 uh, it, oh. it was just it's obviously a minefield. Yeah, it's obvious. It's all about mental health, isn't it? it the whole mental health area yeah. is a minefield. You, it's like if you go to a school without a really good reason, you're considered a pedophile. You know, it's it's ridiculous. We live um, in a, a very overprotected <laughs> world now. Ridiculous. Overprotected, so, absolutely. Why is that real? Is that just a short video clip? Yeah, 20 seconds. Uh, 20 seconds. And she never even mentioned the word uh, anorexia in, in the clip. I, I just stupidly put it into the, you know, with a hashtag. Uh, how could you know? I mean, so, ridiculous. Well, so, I guess lesson learned, eh? So uh, mm. we've got something substantive now. Uh, we're going to have a thing, communication of climate 
change, communicating climate change. Yeah, and that, I think that's a, I think that's a good way to envelop the whole idea of optimism. You know, rather than say, oh, we're optimists because of that misunderstanding that can so easily happen. That oh, they just, it's just, it's kind of like downplaying the urgency. Whereas climate communication includes optimism, but it also includes the urgency. You know. Um, if it's done right, of course. I think that would be great to unpack, you know, with that sort of space where we can talk about this. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So over the next, uh, I'll sum all this up and I'll send the mm. minutes of this great. session up. I'll put it up. Uh, we'll begin to think about it. Uh, I'll begin great. to look uh, at, at people uh, 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 in, in uh, media, journalism uh professor maybe we can latch out to this professor who teaches young people at rutgers hey uh it's a process uh and over the next few weeks i'll send out notes we'll begin putting this together uh i'll reach out to some of the younger people um i i um i was with a young man a young college student uh who has a group of 30 or 40 this is so interesting he, uh, I took him to a basketball game. He's a Rutgers senior, and he formed a group called Campus Group. And there's 30 or 40 business students. It's so interesting. 30 or 40 business students who get together and they provide free consulting to small business. Free consulting. Uh, and I just thought that was such a great idea. So I interviewed him. His name is Adam Some, S-O-M-E. And I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. We went to a basketball game and, and, and uh, uh, I, I took him to a game and, and, and it was a great experience. He'd never been. Uh, and, and point being, he's got access to some, uh, a nice collection of young people business. Uh, uh, I, if I can bring some of those people into this. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, we, we, I would like to get several young people, Gen Z millennials uh, involved in this. It's their world, you know, uh, yeah. it's their world to inherit. It's their wind to inherit. Um, and uh, it, it really is critical. I mean, um, you guys are more of experts than me, but I mean, uh, you know, now that we've, we've passed the irreversible by, I mean, what more, you know, uh, we've got the plagues, we've got floods and fires. We've got all the plagues that are slapping our faces and it ain't enough. It's not enough. Um, so uh, we got to do better communication. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, I'll be communicating with you guys in particular uh, with the rest of the group. Uh, and uh, over the next week, I'll get you some stuff and we can begin to cogitate and think uh, about this. And maybe we'll shoot for April uh, when the flowers are coming up. Um, uh, and I live up here in the north country of New York. So, I, you know, April could easily be a snowstorm. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but maybe towards the end of April, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll shoot for that. You know, there's no gun. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. And let's uh, let's do it right, and we'll do this right, and we'll build it the right way, uh, and we'll go forth. Yeah.
So, uh, and thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for, have, for having this Thank you. Really. again and organizing it. Calvin. Thanks, for, and, and Thank uh, you, we'll stay in touch. I'll keep you all in the loop and um, have a lovely day. And peace on earth. Um, yes, indeed. Peace on earth. Yeah, peace on earth. All right, bye so bye. I will be in touch, guys. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone.